0: where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt. I'm women's shoe salesman Terry Funk. And
1: I
2: am the Taz Shaniak.
0: Welcome to episode 111.
2: Make a wish. One one one. I think so. I think that's how that works.
3: We'll see if it comes true. Okay, cool. Yeah, don't tell anybody.
0: am not going to. That's
3: right.
2: Can't, won't, wouldn't. The Woman. night, the line... Was crossed. We're crossing lines here. Hey, that's what we're about. We're when when you have an episode that's numbered one one one, all you can do is cross lines. Yeah, we're. I guess is this really? the is this
3: the last Eastern? I know we haven't quite called it extreme yet, but they call it Eastern on this show. Is this? Once the line is crossed, are we now extreme championship wrestling? I guess no, we'll have to not, find out.
2: Not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. See, that's not what I was trying to figure out too. As mm-hmm. I was sitting down to watch that, was is this the one where it becomes? And Like, no, I kept waiting during the end. Not this funny. doesn't look yeah. right. It
0: would have been wonderful timing, but you know, it's all good. It it plants the seed. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. This was a supercard event produced by the ECW. It would take place on February 5th, 1994, at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, where else? With an attendance of 1,000 people. Is that the capacity
3: capacity of uh, the arena? Raking in the dough.
0: As much as I can. Yeah. But we're in Philly, like it feels like we always are. So shame. And we are. What kind of deliciousness did
2: you bring us this time? It uh, it seemed like it had been a while since we've had a, a cocktail to enjoy from one of these featured cities from these shows, and with Philadelphia, there's been lots of stuff that I've tried to bring, and the thought of trying to figure out another food from there drove me to drinks. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't need
3: another cheesesteak.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what I came up with was a popular drink in Philadelphia known as the uh, Fish House Lunch. Oh, well it's um, delicious. I'm not really sure the name behind it because flavor wise it has no fish house flavors. Yeah, I'm cool it. with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> almost like a uh, yeah it's got like brine shrimp in it <laughs> just floating around. It's almost like a peachy L.I.T. in a way. There is some dark rum, some cognac, some peach brandy, a little simple syrup, with some lemon juice and lime juice and then I garnished it with uh, a slice of lime and a maraschino cherry and served it up in these uh, wonderful little Star Trek glasses of Michael's.
3: Oh, yeah. I love these glasses. Dang. It looks like a, a daytime drink, but it tastes like a nighttime drink. That's my review, and I enjoy it quite a bit.
2: It's like the mullet of uh, cocktails. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, whenever... yeah you, I you feel like it's gotten tastier as my ice is melting. Oh, yes. yeah. There you go. I knew that was
2: going to happen because, yeah, the, the first sip or two was quite... Uh, Exactly. yeah you can taste that i
3: think it's the brandy that's coming through where it's got that you know that's the nighttime flavor that i'm catching at the end <laughs> yeah such an adult beverage
2: it's uh quite refreshing i've never had one of these before so no. i didn't know what the hell they were gonna yeah, taste oh uh, like,
3: what but... was it called again the fish bowl punch fish house punch fish, fish house punch, punch. Yeah. uh yeah if there was a fish in here he would be very drunk
2: try it sometime it's uh yeah, everyone oh, should, yeah, no, everyone this is should good. go and definitely make one of these. They're very tasty. Mm-hmm. So. I almost kind of want to make them into popsicles.
0: Oh, wow. I think those would be good. Probably would be pretty nice. That would be nice. <laughs> but something that was happening right around the same time as this show, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, would be released the same weekend. <laughs> laces out!
3: <sighs> That's my favorite thing to say. I just love yelling laces out. I've been doing it for years for no reason at all just it's just feels
2: good to yell laces out uh this was such a an awesome quotable movie uh oh yeah yeah this... i was all over this <laughs> <laughs> i was you know peak teenage years when this came out so yeah it, i i want to say i went to the isis theater and saw it at least four times oh hell yeah yeah my um good old
3: i wanted to see this really really bad but i was Quite a bit younger, and my mom was like, "I don't know," but my cousin, who was older than me, told my mom that it was like she's like, "Oh, it's 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 okay," uh, except for she fast forwarded whenever uh, we she Talk showed it to me. No, not even that. She <laughs> fast forwarded the like sex scene, if you could even call it that. Like, I probably wouldn't have even known what it was at the time. Like, where don't they
2: look off to the animals for the majority of it. Anyways? Yeah, I
3: think the bed shakes basically. <laughs> but I was like, it's like okay, well. Did uh, yeah, you do the yeah. monkey,
0: the monkey thing, and the first one or the second one. Uh, I don't know. I think that might be the second one. Because... I do
3: know that I thought that uh, I thought that old Sean Sean uh, Sean Young Sean. I thought that Sean Young had crapped her pants in. Nobody ever explained it to me, <laughs> uh, and I think that a lot of people my age thought that because I've heard other people say that too. Movie very funny. Uh, some some not so cool things in it that we all are very aware of at this point. <laughs> uh, so you know. It is what it is, but... Uh, I haven't
0: watched this movie in, like, so long. Yeah. i like, like, just trying to remember, like, certain scenes. I'm just, like...
3: Yeah, I get the almost... both of them kind of mixed up. The second one, he's, like, in Africa, and the best part is when he comes out of the rhinos. But... Yeah. And then it also has the scene where he gets the,
2: like, spears thrown at his leg, and he goes, like, ah, <sighs> ah! I hated that scene so much. <laughs> I worked at Blockbuster, and that played on, clip, TV played I... on our trailer table I thought it was nice, very funny so yeah. as a kid
3: hated it <laughs> uh but yeah i mean the first first one's better but this was like the year of of um jim carrey yeah. where he had like three movies this back this to is... back they just like killed it was like this was ace ventura dumb and dumber and uh or mask. Least, and the mask like all the same year which is crazy dumb and dumber the best of the three
0: films but all worth your, your time jim carrey film
3: i don't know no, I'm trying to think of other movies. It's like, oh, well, I really like Once Bitten. But I don't even know if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I forgot yeah. he was in that. Man. Yeah, that's forget, like 85. Forget, Earth, Girls are easy. Yeah. He was uh, in that too. I mean, I don't know. It's my favorite of his comedies, for sure. Of his, like, goofball comedies. But I'm also, like, not the... Like, I was a big Jim Carrey fan that one year. I don't know that I really continued to be, like, the Jim well, Carrey fan.
2: Because I like some of his dramatic stuff. Yeah, I really like the Truman Show. You're a big Joe. Majestic
3: fan? I didn't the no, really like Truman Show is great, really but I haven't majestic. seen it since I probably since like it played on HBO I mean, after I saw it in the theater.
2: Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I
0: can't yeah. stand that movie.
2: Yeah, I like it.
3: I think that's
0: probably my least favorite of all <laughs> the movies. I've,
3: I only saw that one the one um, time in the theater, and I don't remember it. What was
2: that one? the number 23 or something oh, like yeah. that but i mean okay, eternal no, I sunshine that is that the better. kind of movie
3: the kind <laughs> yeah. of movie where i'm like oh that's like not a matt movie like i know which ones yeah. i know which i have an idea of what to suggest not and uh, that one seems a little out of uh I mean,
2: he was i think he should have gotten more recognition for man on the moon just because oh yeah he became yeah. andy kaufman
3: yeah but that documentary made me want to shoot take him out back and shoot him yeah that was him trying to be an asshole. Such an asshole! I couldn't believe it. I get so I got so mad watching it. I couldn't even finish the documentary. I was like, I <laughs> now I hate Jim Carrey. What a bad man! He's like talking to like meets the family and stays in character. It's disgusting. It really bothered me a lot.
2: But, but plays, I mean,
3: I do like Man on the Moon. I like the, the movie Andy a lot. Way, though. Yeah, it you is. Take it. It to is. The limit I and then know. some. But it, cool well, I'm getting I'm getting mad. Just thinking about that documentary. Although I like Man on the think,
2: Moon a lot. I like the movie. Do you think Courtney Cox would have been on Friends had it not been for being featured in Ace Ventura? That put her kind of back in the... Had Friends already uh, not started yet? No. Okay, wow. Is this Friends, I don't know. Friends came the fall of 94. So mm. yeah, I don't yeah, know. She, she spent the next six months in the spotlight because Ace Ventura was a smash hit and then... She rolled into the, the fall lineup with Friends and yeah ninety
3: four. Well, and then showed and then and then Scream a couple years later, and that's basically where she's resided since then. Is yep. Friends and Scream movies,
2: okay. part five. Not
3: the worst though. Yeah, not the worst. Way the to get paid. Pain. Come on.
2: As long as she
0: doesn't bring back the bangs from Scream three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking over his his, filmography, and I'm like. I don't like looking back. I'm just like I don't know if I loved any of these movies. You're not um, a liar, liar guy. I loved liar, I mean, liar as a kid. I, I, just had, remember, I, was, I just I think I had the VHS I'm like, tapes. I'm so watching it, it, and I'm like, is liar, liar my favorite of his? I mean, Dumb and Dumber is the most movies? funny. Either... I'm one of the weird people that didn't like Dumb and Dumber oh, when it I love came it. out. I actually liked the prequel. Oh, better. no! No way. <laughs>
3: I don't want to accept weird.
0: that. It's a hot take. Yeah. I get it. That's a, that's a scorcher, honestly. <laughs> Wait, let's see. I got to like back here I, now. Yeah. Just didn't like it. I mean, I think...
2: Peggy Sue got married. I love that movie. Obviously, a his teeny,
0: tiny part. most recent film, Sonic the Hedgehog, where he was the... Uh, Ro- was,
3: Dr. Robotnik.
0: Yeah, in Sonic the Hedgehog, I thought he did a great job. Yeah. It played more to his strengths that you saw back in his... Yeah, his, days. his
3: goof, goof nugget shit. No, but it no, wasn't.
0: I, I liked him as the Riddler. I really
2: liked the. I think the too. Joel
3: Schumacher movies are so fucking fun, and the kind of superhero movie will never get oh, again. Yeah, I
2: forgot he was in Simon Birch. Yeah, he was
0: the adult. He was a Oh yeah, I don't remember
3: that either. I did see Simon Birch a lot. Bruce Almighty, reason. but
0: I would say I, probably out of his dramatic roles, I, I think you have to go with Truman. Chats oh yeah, easily. One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean I it's just the best.
2: Us, I like that one too. That 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 movie movie was surprisingly good. Very underrated. Yeah, I I agree. Forgot about that one.
3: And that was where, uh, (laughs) oh no, never mind. I was thinking of.
2: Yeah, I rented that one uh, when we moved, or when I first moved to Oklahoma City, and it was me and my two friends that helped me move had no idea what the hell I was renting. I'm like, oh, it's a Jim Carrey movie. And yeah, it ends up being me and my two straight friends sitting there watching this movie about a gay love story set in prison. (laughs) And it's just as over the top as it can be. It's like. Sorry, guys, this wasn't really planned. I just figured I was safe with Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't, you know, I wasn't dropping hints, yeah. I promise. <laughs> no gay agenda, just, yeah. just a movie. <laughs> it
3: was just when was like, oh, we all like Jim Carrey,
0: right? Let's head off to the arena and see what the show is all about. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey crossed some lines.
3: ECW crossed some lines. Somebody Let's cross some lines sure. together.
0: So we get president of ECW, Todd Gordon in his office, and he says, We've been accused of a lot of things. We've been accused of being the hardest-hitting federation in America. We've been accused of being the bloodiest, goriest federation in America. We've been accused of being the most hardcore, violent promotion in the history of America. Well, on February 5th, 1994, that was the night the line was crossed. Drink. Oh, is
3: this gonna be bad, huh? Joey Styles probably spams it.
0: Watch <laughs> this video and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And remember, Eastern Championship Wrestling. It's not for everyone.
3: I love that he's like in a room that looks like some Carmen San Diego show there's like a giant map of the United States <laughs> and like an old PC and like a PC behind him. It's very very funny.
0: So I assume that they released the yeah, this, this show on tape. video yeah. and this was added. After the fact. Yeah, because I was trying
2: to figure out, all right, well, the last show that we watched, it hadn't really quite hit the extreme blood gore.
3: Yeah. 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 This is like the, the preamble from an old spooky movie. We're like,
0: yeah. Then the date and the title of the show come onto the screen before we go off to our first match. Wild Man, Sal Balamo mm. versus the Roughneck, Mr. Hughes mm. with Jason... The sexiest man alive. Oh, that's right. Joey Styles is our commentator for the evening. <sighs> and Hughes overwhelms Sal with his power for a moment, shoving him off every time they lock up, delivers an eye rake and starts pounding on the wild man. The roughneck within an avalanche splashes into the corner and goes for a second one, only for Balamo to move out of the way and starts fighting back with multiple shoulder tackles, which only phase Mr. Hughes.
2: Where did this whole roughneck thing come from? I'm trying to figure that out.
0: He's just big. I'm trying it out. <laughs> I don't know.
2: You guys, I, I never
3: really noticed it before, but Sal Ballin's got little stick legs. Yeah. It's like his thighs are the same size as his
0: like, calves. It's very funny. <laughs> Sal tries for a third shoulder tackle, only for Jason to trip him up from the outside. Jason then gets in the face of the wild man, allowing the roughneck to hit a jumping knee to the back, in a sidewalk slam for the pin and the, the win. win. Quick, short. Thank
3: you. Mm-hmm. I think the intro was longer than the match. It took him forever to get started. I think Mr. Hughes tried to rap or something. Well, he was tossing out like
2: T-shirts or something. Yeah, that they were. He was like, he was
3: like, well, it worked for PN News
0: <laughs> for two, so two pay-per-views. Yeah, you know, meatballs or mm-hmm. that's always something that. Do something that PN News. Did. Well, I know. I mean, I was making a joke.
3: I guess he was thinking more of like uh, a mom, men on a <laughs> mission.
2: Yeah, don't do what they did.
3: <laughs> it yeah, worked out for you um, it out. for. Oh, what's his for Mabel? <laughs>
2: yeah. He had a pretty long
1: career. He did. Just saying.
0: We'll
2: see. <laughs> well, you're not a viscera guy. I mean, it could all be f- mostly fit onto this page right here.
3: He's got like, you, you know, I don't know, but B- Vim. I mean, is a pretty good name, honestly. We'll, <laughs> we'll give him we'll, at
2: least that. We'll give him that. Yeah. Damn, we went on a Viscera Mabel segue there. That's a really <laughs> weird little rant that we went on. <laughs> oh, we'll go on plenty. You're welcome. Old, what was his name? Nelson Frazier? Yeah, Maybe. you, you would have got me. I, so. I would have never known. Shane gets a bonus point. Now I got to look. <laughs> yeah. Like trying to remember. Nelson if you, stood if you, up. but you, you that, bring it was that one out,
0: up in what's, what's his name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to get it. Fraser. No. Who are you? Note to self if that really is his name to never use that one. <laughs>
3: yeah. I don't think I'll ever forget that because <laughs> you really pulled it out. Nelson that's Fraser it. Jr. Oh my gosh. <laughs> NFJ in the house.
0: And that's why Shane's ahead in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just gets stuck
2: in this big old brain up here.
0: Uh huh. So we head off to our second match: the Sandman and Tommy Cairo versus the Pitbull and Rockin' Rebel, with Jason in a double dog collar match. Extreme. I would, Eastern.
1: Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> very. Eastern. I meant
3: Eastern, sorry. Uh, and Jason's out with a new outfit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he had
0: time to change. Mm-hmm. Even Joey mentions it. Yeah, yeah, apparently he's got stupid pants. So.
2: <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference between them. And the... it, ones on the first it looked pants, like so. he wasn't wearing. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought at first. He's like,
3: he's like, yeah, he's wearing like nude-colored Wash-toe. pants. Maybe yeah. that's why they're stupid.
2: Yeah, you're stupid. They're definitely stupid.
3: Pants. I mean, they could be like yellow, but the color is not very good on this uh, you got recording.
2: Sandman in his little wetsuit still, but he's he's starting to look a, a little more his wetsuit is rough. like black
3: and grey instead of like instead of like sting pant colored. Yeah. Like it's not surfer colors.
2: It's like busted open now instead of zipped up. So yeah. He's, yeah. He's starting to look a little more
3: extreme. More sandy. Extreme. Yeah. More uh, more like the man we all know
0: and remember. That's right. So Pibble and Tommy Cairo are attached by one dog collar while Rebel and Salmon? get locked together with the other one. And everyone just starts brawling down on the floor as soon as the bell rings. Pitbull hits Tommy with several chair shots that he grabbed from the crowd while Sandman takes Rebel out into the crowd. Everyone finally makes it back into the ring where Cairo and Rebel are busted open.
3: Oh yeah, they got straight to the straight to the and baby. Yep,
0: We got eight minutes. We need fucking
3: seven of juice.
0: You'd think Dusty was in this match himself. <laughs> Rockin' Rebel then hits a side slam on the Sandman. Pitbull with chain-filled mounted punches. Rebel pulls Sandman towards him to hit a clothesline back on the floor. Pitbull's tossing Tommy around and delivers a leg drop while Sandman and Rebel head back out into the crowd. Sandman with a chair shot and sets up a table. Charges at Rockin' Rebel, only to be back body dropped onto the table. Back in the ring, Pitbull gets a two-count as the others head back towards the ring when Rebel ends up hitting a pile driver through a table on Sandman. Oof. Cairo then hits a double underhook suplex on Pitbull when everyone gets back in the ring where Sandman and Tommy are Irish-whipped into each other. But Cairo grabs Pitbull out of nowhere to hit a belly-to-belly belly for the pin and, and the win. win. Should have called it a juice box match. Came out of nowhere. So post-match, and Rebel tosses Sandman over the ropes to the floor and begins to hanging because you have to have that, that gotcha. spot in yeah. any mm-hmm. strap. Yeah, it's like, oh, match. yeah,
3: Dusty and uh, and Billy Graham in the in Madison Square Garden. Ever since then, if you're going to tie two men together, you better do that spot, <laughs> especially if, like, if somebody bleeds. And if you're doing a dog collar match and nobody bleeds, you shouldn't be doing a dog collar match. Nope.
0: Rebel then joins Pitbull in beating down Tommy, but Sandman finally gets loose and clears the ring.
3: And Sandman, he's uh, he's getting the booze. Little does he know, he'll be he'll be cheered soon enough. All, right. All he needed was a six pack and a kendo stick, and some Zubaz. Oh, uh, fucking kendo sticks! <laughs> uh, don't you love it when faces come to the come to the ring with a kendo stick?
2: Oh
0: yeah, isn't that great? So we're off to our third match: the Public Enemy of Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock versus the Bruise Brothers of Don and Ron Bruise. <laughs>
3: they at least Public Enemy have like, <coughs> like decent fake names:
0: John and Ron Bruise, or whatever you just said. So we haven't seen Public Enemy since Ultra Clash '93, all the way back in episode 101. And the Bruce Brothers are probably better known as the Harris Twins in TNA, but they did have runs in all of the major American. Oh, so they, they stuck at around one I'm... point or another. Yes. What yeah. were they
2: in WWF? They were Eight Ball or a Ball yeah. and MJG. Skulls. Yeah, they were part of the Ministry. Disciples of Apocalypse.
0: Oh,
3: uh, okay. So uh, they were. Disciples of. They Populips did a six-man with right. Midian
2: once. Probably. Was <laughs> <Probably. laughs> last time you heard that Crush one. was in there too. Oh, Okay. Or Brian Adams, whatever you want to call him.
0: He was Crush then. Yeah. So, um, we'll see, so we'll see these guys throughout. It'll one be fun. Them,
2: one of them becomes later known as the Under Faker.
3: Oh okay. Yes. I'm, yeah,
2: guys. Now we shall I just see assumed him. I
3: wouldn't. I wouldn't bruise bruise brother again. I know we'll see some more public enemy uh, throughout all of PCW Basically. I'm just not used uh-huh. to
2: seeing
0: them with like. Hair. The hair, like that. Oh, yeah. really? They, yeah, they're usually bald with like goatees.
2: Basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, because in WWE they were more of just a a skinner or a skinhead biker.
0: That's basically what they are, oh. in
2: everything. But
0: they have their, like I said, they have their run here and run yeah. there. But
2: they there, the big motherfuckers too, at like six nine, six ten, three. Yeah, they're at a,
3: they're at a. They're just big enough to be like, okay, well, we can use these guys every once <laughs> yeah. in a while. Like, we got a spot for you from time to time. You know, uh, speaking of Public Enemy, probably greatest Weezer lyric? Watching grunge leg drop New Jack through a press table. Which song is that on El scorcho i believe but it also is kind of a double entendre because grunge music basically put the kibosh on the new jack style and it's also ecw reference Uh... and it's also the probably the only reference on that whole album that's not about like an underage asian woman so you know (laughs) it really stands out (laughs) but i love that lyric so much it's so cool and so fun
0: so the match gets going with everybody brawling as the bell rings that's gonna be a uh constant thing mm-hmm.
3: Dude, this should be called the brawl for all brother
0: right? they head out into the crowd with public enemy both taking chair shots the bruised brothers bust public enemy open and are just beating them down even going out of view of the camera at one point
3: I mean the camera on like a tripod someone's
0: cranking yeah. it around a little bit sometimes Rocco tries to get away from one of the bruised brothers by climbing the wall but is grabbed to be beaten down some more and you also notice that I have no clue which one's Ron and which one's Don. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we will not fault you for that. Rock is taken down with a power slam in the ring, followed by a clothesline before being tossed back out to the floor again. Rocco's body slammed on the concrete floor while Grunge is being choked on the apron. Rock is then double-teamed by the Bruce Brothers out in the crowd. Back at ringside, a fan hands one of the brothers a chair to hit Johnny across the back. Before hitting a big boot, I love the crowd just like getting in. <laughs> yeah, just hit him
3: with something. Yeah, <laughs> take, just... yeah take
0: yeah take yeah take my chair. I'll stand the rest of the show. This
2: crowd is definitely more live than the last one I remember watching.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Rocco hits his brother with a soda can, but is then slammed into Joey's table, which breaks it, and Styles is going crazy.
3: I know, and I love that Joey's like doing a promo to the camera. It's so good. <laughs>
0: Rock is tossed into a bunch of chairs before going back into the ring while Grunge is being choked with a chair. Johnny avoids a clothesline, sending his bruised brother arm first into the ring post, allowing him to work his way over to throw powder into the other brother's eyes. Oh my gosh. The hurt arm brother then jumps in the ring to brawl with Grunge, allowing Rock to come from behind with a two-by-four. And public enemy pile on for the pin... And the wind.
3: You know, it would be really funny if there was a character named the Sandman, and his gimmick was to also always just throw sand into somebody's eyes and roll <laughs> them up.
0: If he took you off to Never Neverland. <laughs> would that just be Peter Pan?
3: <laughs> I mean, uh, it'll be Sandman here in a little bit, minus the sand. <laughs> he, he, he's definitely, uh, we're gonna definitely going to, well, I guess with the network, we won't hear it. I'm sure everybody was probably pretty tired of. What's, that Del- Gallop, what's the Bad Metallica song? The Off to Never Neverland one.
1: Oh Inner Sandman. Inner Sandman. I don't
3: know, because I hate that song. I'm like
2: Fuel. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Fuel's pretty bad
0: too. So after our fourth match, Tommy Dreamer versus Superfly Jimmy Snuka with Hunter Q Robbins the Third. It's our first time to see Tommy Dreamer. I know.
2: Boy, is he... What a look. Young.
3: Young and handsome and in shape. He's yeah. got a sparkly jacket and bright blue pants. He's like
2: little Tommy Bagwell out
0: there. Yeah, I know. He's looking pretty cute. <laughs> little do we know. <laughs> Since this is our first time to see him, I have to mention that he is a hardcore Hall of Famer.
3: Oh, yeah. Wow. he's His own Hall of Fame. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so good. So... Tommy's waiting for the match to begin, but Snooka just takes forever to get ready. Uh, this took a whole lot of time. Yeah, Snooka's <laughs> just like
3: talking shit to the crowd. To he the might, ref, he everybody. might not. He just, yeah, even in like '94, he might not know where he is.
0: I mean, he's <laughs> yelling at the crowd so much that Dreamer finally just has to go out and like be like, "Hey, sit, we have sit with the group of fans that are yelling at him." To, like, he's like hanging and out with them.
2: I like seeing this side from Snooka, though, because I'm not used to seeing him be such a a douchebag dickhead heel to the yeah, fans. Yeah, because so. you know he
3: was probably a heel when they first brought him in because he's brown. And then, uh, of course, he jumps off the top rope uh, and starts beating people, becomes a babyface. And uh, that's how we've
0: mostly known him. But they finally lock up with Tommy slamming Snooka a couple of times, sending Superfly bailing to the outside to regroup. Back in the ring, Tommy charges, only for Snooka to duck, sending Dreamer flying to the outside.
3: This is the first time that I've noticed Hat Guy.
0: Yeah, he's there.
3: Yeah, Hat Guy. I and also, uh, I liked that they said they chanted Kmart suit at Hunter Q Robbins. And it's That's funny because Kmart's not a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very funny in Kmart suit. Oh, uh,
2: Kmart. Good old days. Yeah. I got a
3: copy of Yoshi for the NES on uh, at Kmart.
2: He used to go for lunch at
0: Kmart all the time. Back Hell yeah.
2: In the days when they had a restaurant inside. Get you a 60 a cent cafe. dog?
0: Nice. Superfly follows out to the floor, hitting Tommy across the back with a chair, before rolling him back in to continue the punishment with a backbreaker and a Superfly splash for the pin. And no! Dreamer kicks out! I
2: was not <sighs> expecting that.
3: He was not, as the sign in the crowd said. <laughs> A wet dreamer at this point. <laughs> he's very you much alive here. Nice. Snooka was surprised.
0: <laughs> so he goes up and hits a second splash, but doesn't go for a cover. Instead, he hits a third Superfly splash, Can making he... the cover for the pin and the, the win.
3: win. I know. For a second there, I was like, he's going for a third one. Does that mean that somehow they paid Jimmy Snooka Snuka enough for Tommy Dreamer? To go over here? I was like, that's a wild you know, like introduction for Tommy Dreamer, but uh, that did not happen, and it would
2: have been wild if it did. And then Jimmy loses his shit. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, post-match, Snuka goes up and hits another splash as Tommy is now coughing up blood. <laughs> oh, man. He goes for a fifth one. Wild. But Todd Gordon runs out to stop him only for Snooka to hit Gordon with a double axe handle. Finally, other wrestlers come out from the back to pull Dreamer to safety and get Superfly out of the ring. Woo! I mean, we know Tommy Dreamer as the, like, quintessential ECW guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now.
2: Yes. He is in in the world of ECW, and... He's like the first thing I think of is Tommy Dreamer. He's kind of like the Johnny Bananas of ECW. You you just you don't get one without the other. Yeah, I mean yeah, with,
3: and also Tommy Dreamer like just tried to keep it has been as keep trying to keep it alive to, to to this day, and like that's also part of it. Like he's the biggest fan of ECW is yeah. the guy that's most synonymous outside of Paul
0: E and Joey Styles.
2: Still in Dreamland.
0: Mm-hmm. But he literally, I think this is like his. Second or third, like big show. I mean, it's the first time we've seen him. Yeah, like he was the, on a couple of those shows that like ended up not getting like recorded the show released recorded yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. So we didn't get. We haven't seen him yet. But like him kicking out from a Superfly splash. I was. I popped for it. Honestly, they're yeah. literally setting him up even here.
3: And they also like make you like. Jimmy Snuka goes wild, so it's like okay, well we've got a, a baby face in Dreamer here. Granted he came out in blue pants on a sparkle jacket, so you know, obviously <laughs> Yeah, but suspenders. But you know, you got you got the you got the the good uh, the good heat on him with a big old beatdown.
0: We then go to our fifth match Kevin Sullivan and the Tasmaniac with woman versus the original Sheik and Pat Tanaka
3: wasn't expecting to see the original Sheik on this show. I wasn't Um,
0: expecting to see Pat Tanaka either. I mean, yeah, that that, (laughs) as well. I don't know if I was expecting to see any of these people. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So the original Sheik is a NWA, professional wrestling, WWE, and Wrestling Observer Hall of Famer.
3: And the strongest keeper of kayfabe
0: of all time, maybe? Mm -hmm. Possibly. And the last time we saw Sullivan was at Ultra Clash 93, episode 101. Woman at Battle of the Belts, episode 85. And Tanaka was at Royal Rumble 92, episode 66. Welcome back, buddy. Mm-hmm. And this is our first time to see the Taz Maniac, a.k.a. Taz. Yeah. Everybody
3: knows Taz. Matt, one of Matt's favorites. I I'm right. to
0: remember. I couldn't. He's remember like your. If you he's like in, in your top, top ten
3: or easily, or right? Top three. Top sir. three. Okay, I know the two, but and I knew Taz was up there, but I didn't know he was three. That's
2: top cool. three wrestlers of all time. For you. Yeah,
3: or like he's his favorites. My, he's
0: one of my favorites. See, like,
3: I, not like the best of all time, but like your favorites.
2: I honestly, yeah. I didn't get to see. I never watched any of Taz and ECW because I didn't watch ECW back then. I only saw the little bit that he was in WWE. E- yeah, it was it was a small amount
3: of time before he like started to be more on the
2: commentary team. It yeah. seemed like it well, I seemed mean, like he came he... in on his first match. First match, and didn't he lose? To Kurt no, he
0: beat, no, he beat Kurt Angle in the first. He took okay. him out.
2: Yeah. That's right. But yeah,
0: he just yeah they put him over. Strong he didn't wrestle to start, for too too long, and then just kind of like, backed off. He they built him up to a certain point, and then. Had him lose a match that they should have had him go over. They on. they
3: they uh they Mister Perfect him. They Kurt Henning him. Yeah. And what basically, B- Vince,
0: Vince basically saw like <laughs> okay, this yeah, who is was level, his This is the level you're at, and just and then he ended up hurting himself, and he ended up having to move to commentary. Yeah, pretty shortly after that. And so yeah. where's I'm Samoa Joe been?
3: I always think Samoa Joe and Taz are like, they're I feel like they're sole successors. Yes. I love the there's, there's, there's a
0: lot of Taz in, that I see in Smojo.
3: Yeah. So I mean Smojo,
2: one of the best talks. That's why I like Smojo on commentary because the most I know Taz is
0: as a commentator. <laughs> yeah. Even now t- like AEW Dark on Tuesday nights, it's a YouTube show. The matches are whatever. They're
3: squashy. They're Literally, it's basically like watching training class. Basically. Like I slap mean, class. It's, it's
0: all like name person versus jobber. Yeah. Like yeah, oh, so that's like the old school shows. Yes. That sounds better than the actual show. <laughs> Excalibur and Taz doing commentary, like literally just release those as podcasts. It's funny. That'd be good. They're so hilarious yeah. that like they make each other laugh. Yeah. So much.
3: I guess you could just throw in the um, earbuds and p- hit play on YouTube. I mean you can <laughs> and do the dishes, but yeah. I'll have to give it a shot. I haven't watched any dark ever.
0: It's super fun. Yeah. But Sheikh c- as he's coming out, he ends up tearing the entrance down. Yes. <laughs> he's a wild man. While Tanaka ends up running in from the crowd to attack Taz. Pat hits a clothesline on the maniac, delivers I'll, a headbutt. I love that Pat
3: comes in like from the crowd, but it looks like he just like parked his car and was late. Because he comes in like streakier. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, I've overslept. <laughs> right? Yeah, I
0: just got here from the airport and Sullivan and Sheik end up brawling out into the crowd with Kevin already busted open. Yeah, Kevin (laughs) pre-bladed. Taz has a figure four locked on in the middle of the ring as Sullivan and Sheik make their way back towards ringside, still brawling in the crowd. The maniac then turns it over into a half-crab on Pat, while Sheik hits Kevin with a bell hammer and a chair. The half-crab is still on. He's not letting it up. (laughs) But Tanaka is withstanding the pressure. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin's dripping. Sheik and Sullivan have maneuvered the guardrail to be like literally right next to the ring, mm-hmm. and the Sheik ends up throwing a fireball at the Tasmania, <sighs> followed by one at Kevin Sullivan. Tanaka then covers Taz for the pin and, and the win. win. Post-match, Kevin and Sheik continue to brawl through the crowd, where they start fighting with broomsticks before Tanaka joins the fray, but Kevin ends up escaping to the back. Yeah, we get the, the old brawl to the back. Like, well, well now what? Yeah,
3: and then you've got yeah. the...
2: The Tasmaniac has been singed! I can smell the burning flesh from here!
3: <laughs> I like your Joey Styles. I like how he's, he's from the... Oklahoma panhandle.
2: <laughs> I'll work on that. It's fine. I like it. I think
3: it's fun when, yeah,
2: you know, like we're
3: not like second city like, you know. Not yet. Um, what is that crap called? Improv guys. Yeah.
2: Not yet. We're going to work there. Yeah. Work our way up
3: to
0: it. Mm-hmm. We need a Netflix show. Exactly. We do skits. It'll be terrible. <laughs> so we're off to our sixth match. J.T. Smith versus Awesome Mike Awesome. Oh, my God.
2: And see, I was almost going to be Awesome Shane Awesome, but I thought Mike's definitely going to go for Awesome. Oh, uh, awesome, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, I
3: will go to any excuse I possibly can to do my Terry Funk, because I think you it's like, my best impression that Mike I have. Awesome, it is I, a really good <laughs> it's impression. It's the only impression I can do, and it's good. I also, like, do Dusty pretty regularly, but it'll, like, just be me talking to like somebody at work or whatever, and they have no idea what I'm doing. So it just sounds like a Southern man with a lisp.
0: Speaking of Terry Funk uh, impressions, stay tuned <laughs> yeah. we have a uh, We have a fun surprise for you. Yeah. So the last time we saw J.T. Smith was at Super Summer Sizzler Spectacular. Oh my gosh, all those S's. Mm-hmm. Back in episode 93. And the match gets going with Smith attacking from behind to begin delivering a heel kick. Awesome no-sells it and hits a clothesline and a splash. A
2: huge splash. I like how Awesome just comes down automatically. He's telling the crowd, fuck you.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's got the mullet on lock in the best shape that we'll probably ever see him in. Yeah, I've got it on
2: here. (laughs) Extreme mullet. Yeah, like some of my
3: favorite matches, because I never watched ECW in any kind of order, but back in the day I would uh, steal matches off of like forums or like yeah. torrent sites or whatever after the movie the wrestler came out me and my buddy went back and just watched tons and tons of random ecw matches i would just download them and like burn them to a disc and then go to his house and we'd like smoke weed and drink some beer and watch him but our favorites quickly became mike awesome and uh, masato tanaka matches which of course can't wait to get to those but those were some of, some of my shit Absolutely. some of my main
0: shit awesome hits another clothesline and an overhead belly to belly before sending JT out to the floor with a running clothesline. Which he follows out with a plancha that cuts Smith in half that was across cool. the guardrail. I
3: like, know. Like JT's wow. gonna kill himself with these bumps. Like I legitimately thought I was like, oh well he no longer has a spine. Yeah. He got it like he he cracked it and then it just disintegrated yeah. into no into like the ether.
2: Jason six where young. Oh, like, yes, in half. In half. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Back in the ring, awesome calls for the power bomb. But JT cradles him up for the pin, and the win. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy. And see, I
2: wasn't expecting that. Either. No, of course <laughs> not. It hurts to watch that That's that JT, poor JT's back. But there's a lot of unexpected stuff that follows here. So. Oh, my gosh.
3: Post-match. Mike's pissed. He is not happy. <laughs> he beats up the ref. Poor Kill, ref. He kills the ref. Yeah. Like, he kills yeah. the ref, and then he kills the ring. I legitimately <laughs> felt bad for the ref, and the <laughs> ref sells it like death
0: with a pair of power bombs. He then goes up top for a splash, but the top rope ends up breaking and he lands flat on his face. Oh my
3: gosh, I've seen this gif a million times and actually uh, the like 2 days before I watched this show, not knowing that this was what this show was on. My friend who doesn't watch wrestling sent me this gif and I was like, "Oh my god, like I've seen this before," but I was like, "I fucking love Mike Awesome." And I was like, I was like fun fact that man's name is Mike Osman Once he found a ceiling tall enough to hang himself, <laughs> but obviously it's not a fun fact. Ouch! <laughs> I
2: That's love not a fun fact at all. <laughs> no, I love Mike
3: awesome and It sucks that he committed suicide, but I, I was like, uh, I was, it just blew my mind that my buddy just sent me that gif, and then it happened as I like the next day I put on the show, and it was on this show that that happened. I'd seen that gif, never the match. Yeah so felt bad for awesome but i think it was karma karma exists because what he did to jt and what he did to that poor ref like it's like hey man that was probably the best result i've ever seen of the (laughs) like best like proof of karma i've ever seen
0: i was just like, like as awesome as he looked yeah That happened. I was just like, oop. I I felt so bad for him. Yeah. In that moment. It's like
3: the thermostat's like, like, like about to bust at the top, and then it just goes, it just goes
0: all the way down. The mercury drops. Yeah. We then head to our seventh match Shane Douglas with Sensational Sherry versus Sabu with Paul dangerously and 9 1 1. Homicidal. Suicidal. So Paul E. runs out and nails Sherry from behind with his phone. So Shane just starts going crazy on dangerously, which brings out Sabu, who attacks Douglas from behind before delivering a clothesline into the corner. Sabu charges in, only to receive a boot to the face and a back suplex, followed by a backbreaker. Shane, with a knee lift, ascends Sabu to the apron, but he is brought back in with a vertical suplex for a two count. Don't you guys love
3: the... Pink and green on Sabu. <laughs> it's so it's so good and
2: bad. It's very nineties.
0: Yeah. So Styles finally tells us how this match is going to work. There's a 15 minute time limit. I, know, I was confused between these two men, and if no one wins, Terry Funk will join the match and make it a three way dance.
3: Can you imagine if like the match went? goes 15 minutes Terry Funk doesn't show up and how pissed (laughs) all those thousand people would be who paid to see like yeah there Sabu is over for sure but like Terry Funk is part of like the legend I mean maybe this would have sold out but it definitely sells out with Terry Funk yeah
0: but if Douglas or Sabu make a pin within the time limit it will just be a one-on-one matchup with the Funkster We'll see how it goes.
3: Yeah, a little convoluted, but it makes
0: sense enough. Yeah, Shane slows down the pace with the chin lock, multiple head slams into multiple turnbuckles, but Sabu fires up with a spinning kick to send Douglas to the floor. Baseball slide by Sabu and brings Shane back into the ring to hit a body slam and a twisting springboard leg drop for a two count. Sabu starts working the arm as we hit the five minute mark. But Douglas counters with a neckbreaker. Don't worry about. Don't forget about the trap hold. Only to miss an elbow drop, allowing Sabu to go back to the arm. Shane escapes, but Sabu stays on the attack, hitting a splash in the corner and then back to the arm. Only for Douglas to escape again with a body slam, an elbow drop, atomic drop, a super kick, and a big boot at the ten-minute mark. Sabu comes back to the arm to regain control, hammering away on the franchise. Only for Shane to toss Sabu to the outside, where Douglas follows out to throwing into the guardrail. Sabu reverses an Irish whip, sending Shane over the guardrail into the crowd, while 911, who's Sabu's handler, grabs a table and they set it up at ringside, placing Douglas onto it.
3: I like that his name's 911.
0: Somebody. Call the (laughs) EMT? Sabu goes up to the apron for an acai moonsault onto Shane and the table but the franchise has moved. <sighs> Douglas grabs the hurt Sabu, rolling back into the ring where Sabu goes to walk away but falls back to the mat. Shane hits a knee breaker as there is one minute left, but the franchise doesn't make a cover and instead just stomps away on Sabu. And the 15-minute time limit's up, so... Bring in the funk. We get our eighth mm-hmm. match. Shane Douglas with Sensational Sherry. Versus Sabu with Paul Dangerously in nine one one versus Terry Funk. Funk you for the ECW Heavyweight Championship. Terry makes his way to the ring where he starts unloading on the franchise before tossing him over the ropes to the floor, where Funk tosses Shane into the crowd so the two can brawl. Joey tells us that Sabu has been helped to the back as he cannot continue on his hurt leg. Oh man. So maybe Shane didn't need to cover him after all. It's still going to be a one-on-one match. So Funk and Shane are brawling when Funk hits a piledriver on the floor before hitting a DDT back inside the ring. Terry hits another and makes the cover, but the franchise gets a foot on the ropes. Shane bells to the outside to regroup while with Funk pursuing after him, hitting Sherry before DDTing Douglas on the floor.
3: Oh my gosh. In my notes, I have... 911 uh, looks like Jake Roberts. Shane, <laughs> just had to put it's it at, out there. <laughs>
2: we're on the I'm same page. It's, <laughs> that, it's that Magnum TA, yeah. Jake Roberts, Scott Hall effect.
3: Yeah. And Joey lets us know that so, we aren't in Atlanta. Basically, some what he's saying is
2: he has a mustache.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mustache <laughs> and some long ish hair. Terry starts throwing chairs and the ring bell into the ring. And he finally gets in the ring and starts. Asking the crowd for more chairs. And no. like, I love it. Ten more end up in I know. the room. I was like, I was like, I was like so it. bad at throwing chairs. <laughs> I don't yeah, they are really Probably bad. first
2: time they ever threw a chair.
0: Funk <laughs> ends up stacking all the
3: chairs in the middle yeah. of the ring. But yeah, I can't imagine like asking people to throw chairs
0: at me. <laughs> he then DDTs the franchise on the pile. Oh my God. But Terry ends up hurting his back as well. Yeah. Mm hmm. Shane is up first and he climbs to the top rope, coming off with a splash across the back of Funk and continues the attack with a belly-to-belly for a two-count. They head out to the floor where Douglas runs Terry into a guardrail and into a ladder on the back wall. Body slammed by Shane on the concrete floor and ramming the back into the apron. Sherry then tosses the franchise her shoe to jam it into Funk's forehead before heading back into the ring to deliver a DDT. Terry's busted open as Douglas makes the cover for a two-count, only for Funk to get a near-fall with an O'Connor roll. Terry attempts the spinning toehold, but Shane cradles him up for a two-count before delivering a clothesline. The franchise then removes one of the turnbuckle pads while Funk starts swinging wildly, He's accidentally out on his feet. knocking the ref down. Oh my gosh. Accidental. Ref bump. Quote, oh, unquote. Shane slams Terry's head into the exposed turnbuckle repeatedly, followed by Sherry getting in some cheap shots of her own. Douglas goes to slam Funk's head again, but is reversed for the franchise to hit the steal, and Terry gets a second wind, laying it in with left hands and chops before throwing Shane out into the crowd once again. The two are sprawling into the crowd as we get the 30-minute call when Funk hits an atomic drop and places the franchise bare assed across the guardrail. <laughs>
2: See, so I was trying to figure out if he intentionally did that, or if he was, like, going for a back rake and, like...
0: It literally looked he pulled his pants You were just getting extreme over here, yeah. Sherry pulls Terry's attention away so that Douglas can regroup and gets back in the ring. But Funk comes in with tape to choke Shane. But the franchise shoulder-blocks Terry out to the floor. All of a sudden, Sabu comes limping back down to the ring and begins to chase Douglas around the ring while Funk wanders up to Joey Styles. <laughs> Terry grabs Joey's headset and starts yelling for them to come get him. He's like doing a, a promo into the headset. It yep. <laughs> rules. But it's the mic for television, uh-huh. not the loudspeaker. Yeah, it's not the house mic. So literally no one hears him except for us. Yeah,
3: it's pretty fun. He may have known that, but it doesn't matter. He knows it was on tape.
0: Shane rolls Sabu over into a Boston Crab when Funk makes his way back to the ring. The franchise goes after him, but Terry ducks a clothesline to send Douglas hard into the ropes. Funk then locks on the spinning toehold onto Sabu's hurt leg. Oh no. When 911 comes into the ring to distract the ref, while Paul hits Terry over the head with his phone. It's wild out here. Funk starts headbutting everybody.
3: Oh, he's on all fours. You know this is for me. He's on oh, all yeah. fours and he's doing the JYD headbutts. Oh my gosh, the little little crawls, love them.
1: Hey, Shane,
2: what did I write in the notes? <laughs> oh, bring uh, back memories of JYD.
3: Uh you know, you know, I, I see a all four headbutt and <laughs> I smile from ear to ear. See
2: that that just means that he's on par with you with the JYD, mm-hmm. just like he was with me with the Jake. Robert. Oh yeah, That's true. yeah. See.
0: Funk then starts hitting neck breakers on both men, makes a cover on Sabu, only for Dangerously to place his foot on the ropes. The franchise goes back to work on Sabu's leg, while Paul and the crowd start to fire up Sabu.
3: I love how much the crowd is behind Sabu. Like, when he comes in and Terry, like, everybody loves Terry Funk, but Terry Funk goes to put the toehold on him and the crowd's like, No! No! We don't want to see Sabu go out like this!
0: But Sabu ends up walking right into a sleeper from Shane. At the same time, Sherry has climbed up onto the apron to slap Terry, but he responds by headbutting her down. <laughs> he then goes to put a sleeper on Douglas, so we have a double sleeper hole. Oh my gosh. It's a,
3: our, our totem pole. It goes <laughs> Sabu at the bottom, not, not choking nobody, Douglas, Funker on the top.
0: Sabu is finally released, then the franchise escapes and clotheslines funk over the ropes to the floor allowing him to go back to work on the leg of Sabu with a figure four. Sabu's grabbing hold of the ref, which allows Paul E. to jump in the ring to rake the eyes of Shane to break up the hold as we hit the 40-minute mark. Sabu starts stomping away on both men, body slam on Douglas, and goes for the Arabian press, but he slips off the ropes. He goes for it a second time and hits it while Sherry jumps in the ring.
3: I know. I was like, was the slip like a work or a shoot? Because his he's like is you know he's got the bum leg. I don't know.
2: These are the kind of things that I. Love. That's a tough one because yeah. I mean it's also Sabu, so. Yeah,
3: exactly. He's <laughs> Sabu is kind of forever got early two cold Scorpio yes. vibes. Yeah. He's not the crispiest of wrestlers.
0: The ref gets Sherry out of the ring while Sabu heads up to the top rope. So Sherry jumps back in the ring to pull him off and he begins to chase her around ringside and through the ring while the franchise is beating on Funk with a chair. The Rotten's then come running down to the ring to check on Terry while Shane rolls back in to hit a fisherman suplex on Sabu for a near fall. The Rotten's end up taking Funk to the back while Sabu goes for a hurricanrana only to fall right on his head. Right on his head. Yeah, he falls right on his head. <laughs> Right on
3: his fucking head.
0: Sabu rolls out to the apron, <laughs> only to return with a leaping leg drop for a two count, before applying a chin lock. Sabu, Sabu. All of a sudden, the Rottens come running back out with chairs, and they lay out the franchise and Sabu, giving them double noggin knockers, choking them with the chairs, drop toe hold leg drop combo on Douglas sherry jumps in the ring to give a back rake to ian and then shane ducks a clothesline to send ian over the ropes to the floor while axel clotheslines sabu over the ropes axel then tosses sabu into the crowd before dragging him to the back so the franchise is just standing alone in the middle of the ring he's um,
3: you know gonna recover
0: for a little bit I get guess. a little rest period <laughs> i guess sabu Makes his way back to the ring, fighting off Ian, but is then Irish whipped, only to fall down.
3: Yeah, Joey's, what is this, round 12?
0: (laughs) Funk then makes his way back to the ring as well, so Shane and Terry start brawling around ringside. 911 drags Ian Rotten out, allowing Paul E. to hit multiple phone shots on him.
3: Yeah, we get plastic flying into the crowd.
0: Terry and Douglas have made their way out into the crowd and possibly even out the doors to the, like, legitimate outside of the the building.
3: Yeah, they take it to the parking lot.
0: (laughs) Just brawling away. It's hardcore. But they return to ringside with Funk being busted open where he headbutts the ref. Why not? You get a headbutt. You get a headbutt. (laughs) Terry hits a low blow on Shane and Sabu. Followed by headbutts on everybody. Sabu clotheslines both men, a body slam on Funk, and climbs to the top rope, but he slips again, so he tries for a springboard moonsault, only for the ropes to be too loose, so he just sinks down to the mat.
3: <laughs> Don't you love that Terry had to like
0: roll for Sabu? Uh, as Sabu climbs to the top turnbuckle again... We see Terry roll in into to position. To place. Yeah, I'm like, Ugh. like this has all been pretty great, but it's like mm. <laughs> allowing Sabu to hit the moon salt. Mm-hmm. Sabu then goes with a body slam on Douglas and hits a moon salt on him as well. And when he hits that uh,
3: moon salt, he like lands his head on the knees. <laughs> Shane Douglas.
0: But Terry's up and he jumps over to make a cover, but the ref is still out. Shane with a pile driver on Funk. Front suplexes Sabu on top of Terry and goes to wake the ref up and makes the cover on Funk for a two count. Sabu fires up with the right hands and a leaping splash on Terry for a two count. The franchise comes in with a leg drop and a vertical suplex on Funk. Sabu then splashes both men making the cover for the pin and no, both men kick out. We get a double chin lock hold then, with Sabu riding Terry and Douglas on Sabu. But everyone escapes, and Funk goes for the spinning toe hold on Shane, when the announcer says we are at 55 minutes, oh. and there is a one hour time limit. Sherry jumps on the back of Terry, dumping her off, but then he picks her up to hit a vertical suplex. Oh yes. He she... then puts a spinning toe hold on her <laughs> only for the franchise to run in with a clothesline to knock him down.
3: Chivalry has just been dead and buried here in the ECW <laughs> arena. But yeah, like Sherry sells the suplex like death because we know she
0: would. Shane then hits a back suplex on Sabu as four minutes remain. And then knocks dangerously off the apron with her right hand. Douglas grabs Sabu for a pile driver but it's reversed into a back body drop while Funk has grabbed Sherry's boot which he starts using on everybody including a low blow on Sabu and digging it into the franchise's ear. Two minutes remain as the three men are all on the outside of the ring just brawling away including Paul E getting a Funk atomic drop. They come back into the ring where Terry covers Sherry Oh, Terry.
3: He's
1: out on his, he's out on his feet. He doesn't know what he's doing.
0: I like, um,
3: at one point, Joey Styles lets us know that there's shout- shadows of Piper and Valentine in 83 here. Yes. like, okay. We saw that match. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I don't remember specifically. Episode but one, I'm dog sure, color match. Yeah, I'm sure it was great. But this isn't a dog color match, Joey. But it was vicious. Yes.
0: While Shane goes up to the top turnbuckle to hit a crossbody on Sabu. One minute remains, and Funk jumps on top of Sabu for the cover. But I don't see a ref anywhere. Terry starts just jumping back and forth between the two for covers. Yeah. But still. I don't know. They're both both kind of out. I don't
1: know.
0: Dangerously finally rolls the ref back in with 30 seconds remaining as Douglas goes to hold Terry, allowing Sherry to enact some revenge. But Funk moves in time, causing the franchise to take the blow. Sabu with a splash on Shane with ten seconds remaining. And Jerry jumps on top of them as well. The ref is counting, but Douglas gets a boot on the ropes as the time limit expires. (sighs) The official announcement is a time limit draw.
3: The perfect sell by all involved there at the end. Terry Funk ducks and Sherry gets laid out. It's like just picturesque.
0: Post-match the crowd gives these three a standing ovation as they should yeah these guys tore the house down i
2: wasn't expecting an hour-long match like at all i thought maybe 30 minutes it wasn't boring (laughs) it was (laughs) high energy it was great and
0: um terry funk got a taste for ribbon shoes we then get some promos in the back and because you know we love (laughs) promos mm-hmm. the good ones we're gonna reenact these okay Mm-mm-mm. i assume shane's gonna do shane i figured after mm-hmm. after hearing and michael's gonna do funk since oh my has, god since he has his funk impression <sighs> funk with tears in his eyes
1: i want to tell you people something i love wrestling i've loved it all my life i'm not real proud of the way that has evolved in a lot of places in this country and I don't believe the WCW is worth a damn. I think it ridicules my profession, and I think we have a bunch of people that don't have any respect for a profession running those organizations in the WWF. I'm not talking about the guys individually, but I'm talking about the way they've belittled my profession. Because I think that I'm an athlete. And I think that I was out there tonight with a hell of a lot of competitors in that ring that were not even only wrestling. They were wrestling with their heart. And I don't particularly like the opponents I was against but they damn sure gave the fans their money worth, and I think I did too. I think ECW has come a long way. I think that you got guys like that that have come from nowhere, and I'm talking about the Sandmans, and I'm talking about the other guys, and I'm talking about the old timers, talking about Chibi Stuka. We've all seen this organization grow, and I'm really proud of it. I'm very proud to be wearing this belt around my waist, and I've told you before, hey, I'm an old man, but I'm making my stand, and I'm making it here with the ECW, And those other people they can go to hell because we're here and we're here to stay we're not going to become an organization that's not producing something for kids we're athletic and i think we're a sport and i know that we got a lot of guys here that are wrestling their heart out i'm not trying to take anything away from anybody i'm not trying to take anything away from anybody else but i've got respect for shane douglas sabu and i have respect for all the guys at the ecw i want to thank all you people out there for being hardcore fans that's what we were playing to, the hardcore fans, and I want you to know that I love you. And I thank you very much for supporting me, and I really appreciate it.
0: Funk walks off, but then Todd Gordon joins Styles to thank all the medium members for coming. Paul E. All of them. All of them that you don't see anywhere. Paul E. then walks in with 911 and another handler, holding back Sabu, and dangerously starts speaking. That Sabu has nothing to say. He's like a rabid dog. But Shane is the most disgraceful human being. Such a prick. Terry and Douglas had a conspiracy to keep Sabu from the belt. The ref was out too long. Funk was eliminated. We all saw it. And then he yells at 911, Don't let him see the table. He'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Because as we know, Sabu likes to go through tables. Yeah, it's very funny. But he continues with, The ref just continued to play favorites protecting Terry because he should have been eliminated, giving Sabu one-on-one with the franchise. And they leave before Shane Douglas and Sensational Sherry arrive. And Shane has a few words for Gordon.
2: I took the living legend, so-called, self-proclaimed Terry Funk, and I beat his ass right in the center of the ring. I took Sabu, the crazy man of wrestling, and I beat his ass in the center of the ring. I sent them both to the back, and as a result of that, I want you to declare me right now in front of this TV camera in front of the entire world as the ECW Heavyweight Champion to prove that I am the franchise. The whole world saw it and Philly. You witnessed it live. Professional wrestling as it was meant to be. Ass kicking, take no names, beat the hell out of whoever's in front of you. Funk, I smashed your knee to oblivicary. When I took you with the chair outside in the ring. Even the crazy man Sabu and his people, they said, Oh my God! It's the end of an era. Finally, the fucking Funk family. I've had it up to here. I came to Philadelphia and I've watched pieces of shit in this audience hold up signs calling me every name in the book. I've seen people outside the arena call me names, say things about my family, say things about Sherry.
1: Terry Funk walks back in. What's wrong with you? Are you some kind of fool or what?
2: Am I some kind of fool? What are you out here? All I've got to ask you, Mr. Funk, what you were 10 years ago was a legend. What you are today is an old man, a shell of yourself. The legs after today certainly aren't what they used to be. Muhammad Ali knows what it's like when legs go. Look at your face. Take a look in a mirror around you. Ask the media. How does his face look? You've been beat to a pulp. Now I've been beat up tonight. Take a look, Philadelphia. Look at his face. Look at my face. Look who's standing tall, Terry. You were a beaten man tonight.
1: I'm sick and tired of hearing you call me an old man. I've listened to you ridicule me, and yeah, maybe I've had better days. Damn right. But I don't think that you have any right to go ahead and say that. I came here, I paid compliments to you, to Zabu, to everybody, because I think you're, you're a good athlete and a heck of a guy. The best. But you didn't walk out of there with this thing around your waist, and you know you didn't.
2: Terry Funk, let me tell you something, and you ought to know this after about twenty-five years in this sport.
1: Don't call me an old man.
2: I gave you time. Let me talk. As a franchise of ECW, I've got every right to come out here and say what I want to say. Paying compliments to Shane Douglas, to Sabu, don't pay the bills. The gold pays the bills. Now I want Todd Gordon right here and now to declare me the champion because you were dragged out. You were carried out in the. You were carried out of the arena tonight by your own men. That's not a champion to me. Sabu was carried out by his own men. Both of you at the hands of the franchise. To me, that means I am the heavyweight champion. No ifs, ands, buts about it, Mr. Funk.
1: You want this belt so bad? I said earlier that I've drawn a line. I'll tell you something. You made a mistake.
2: Don't put your finger in my face.
1: By calling me an old man, I won't put my finger in your face. I have no intention of doing that. But your biggest mistake was whenever you called me old. Because first of all... What is it going to look like whenever this old man whips your butt? And as far as the belt's concerned, you can have the belt. I'm giving it to you.
2: Giving it to me?
1: Take it. I'm giving it to you. You take the belt. You know why you can take the belt? Because that's going to be the biggest thrill on me on the fifth whenever I take that thing back from you. That's what's going to give me the biggest elation. because I'm going to show you this old man is not easy to push around as you think. And you should have found out tonight.
2: Don't put your finger on my chest. You don't have to give me the belt, you old piece
0: of shit, because I'm taking it. Shane throws the belt back at Terry, so Funk slaps Douglas, and the two men begin to brawl until security and many wrestlers break it up, and it fades to black. We made it through. Yeah.
3: Whoa. Doing Terry Funk that long, I'm lightheaded.
2: I went in and
0: out of it a little bit, but it's a lot of Funk. So gentlemen, I ask you, what are your overall thoughts of the night the line was crossed.
3: The first half was not hard to watch, and the second half was a blast.
0: Yes. I mean, the first
2: half wasn't hard to watch, like you said, but it also, it wasn't as exciting as the second half. Still. No, it no, was, no, It was, was still no. easy to get through because it was short and sweet. It was
3: short and sweet, and they, like, there was enough, like, fun shoe spots, and there was enough, like, like, debuts of guys that we know go on yeah. to be, like, stalwarts of the... Of the 2300 arena so that was really cool and then you know the last match was the right kind of mayhem for this crowd i don't know where how this would have played i this would have played well anywhere honestly i think because it was just so wild like we've seen uh some wcw recently where we get the big cactus jack vader matches and stuff or cactus jack and uh paul orndorf and whatnot and people eat it up there's no way that this wouldn't have been ate the shit up as well
2: Officially welcome to the party, ECW.
0: Yeah. I had lots of fun with the show. Obviously, we saw the first show for Dreamer, Taz, Mike Awesome, as you mentioned. Sandy Sandy, getting more Sandy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the main event, it was sloppy in places. Oh, yeah. But was completely entertained. Yeah. I, I don't know if I even realized that it was an hour long. No. Until, you know...
3: It just keeps moving.
0: Considering two of the three men in
2: there, it was going to have some slop to it already, but yeah. it wasn't as sloppy as I was expecting. An hour match with Sabu and Terry Funk in the mix to
0: to get.
3: Yeah, there was like the only rest holds were double rest. holds. Well, instead, well, basically, <laughs> instead of
0: doing rest holds, their rest spots were brawling in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, that is true. They could that just, is DCWA like, and just kind of. Mm-hmm. Just kind of throw a punch. He can't he make showed. it
2: through the match now. He's got to go on the back, but here he comes. Yeah, yeah. Ten minutes later.
0: Oh, he came way. back out bleeding? <laughs> Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? There All right, fuck you. I think it's time we smart it up. Let's do it. So what are some of your best moments of the show?
3: Uh, Sabu botching twice and then deciding <laughs> to do the uh, the leg springboard flip.
0: Terry Funk rolling into place. Terry in Funk rolling into
3: small. place later, like you know, five minutes later for uh, Sabu to land his head directly and knock himself. Like he had to have uh, gone black for a minute because his head, his knee landed directly on the head of Terry Funk. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, his head landed on his knee. I don't know if I screwed that up, but yeah, his he went nog into knee, no good. And poor Terry's knee. He's well, I'm not gonna call him an old man.
0: Don't you dare! Don't do it. <laughs> Terry going up to Joey Styles and speaking into the yeah. Mic <laughs> Yes,
3: yeah, like headset headset promo. Because yeah. you told me, like, hey, we're going to reenact the promo. And I was like, okay, well, this... I was like, oh, surely not this, uh, even though it was funny. And then we've got, I did not do it justice, but an incredible Terry punk, Funk promo. Dude. Yes, the Terry Funk he's promo. Crying, he's crying, he's serious the man, as hell.
0: The, the tears in his eyes, just the all the emotion he's, that it, he's showing... Sincere as hell. Yeah, being super sincere and making it a sport and not a spectacle.
3: Yeah, he basically, like, yeah, you can, whatever you want to say about ECW and its effects on uh, wrestling, you can't call what happened there a cartoon. And WCW and ECW are doing some, like, beyond rockin' wrestling shit live action is where they're heading, and Terry Funk wants it to be he's been around for a long time he comes from a long lineage of this being a sport
0: yeah yep
2: um, I loved the getting to see young Tommy dreamer yes that was awesome and because just I wasn't sp- expecting him
0: the sprinkling of the ultimate baby face yes yeah
2: and then at the same time in that same match the the heel tactics. Taken by Snuka were something i would never seen from him in a ring before, so and they were good and
3: believable. Yeah, it didn't like Snooker didn't seem like he was like trying too hard. Like he f- came off as a fucking prick.
2: Yeah, I mean in WWE, WWF, he was just the guy that you know woofed at the camera and you know put up the "I love you" sign and jumped off the top rope. Yeah, because he didn't really have yeah. any depth to his character, and this being the guy that is. Hating the crowd, beating the shit out of the ref, beating the, you know... Yeah, so whatever Todd Gordon's role is in the company. What is his role? President. President? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, you know, smacking around the president, smacking around everybody that came in his way was something that I really liked seeing from Snuka because the guy that size who splashing Tommy record that he Splashing Tommy enough
3: times for him to be bleeding out yes. of his mouth. Mike Awesome. I think, I think,
0: well, going back to the Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, right now, yeah. We go to the for Mike sure, awesome. yeah, sorry.
3: I just had, like, I couldn't forget that one.
0: For... A lot of non-wrestling fans, they probably see that and think it's ridiculous—the whole coughing up the blood. Mm. But us knowing like what they're going for, it, it's a—it's a picture perfect. It's great, thing. and the
3: thing is, like, if one thing, if he coughed up blood after two, but it's like five. Yeah, it's like he splashes him five times, and his Jimmy Snooker is the king of the splash. Even today, those like. You know, pictures from old, like Herb Abram wrestling magazines uh, are the reason that Jimmy Snuka was ever is over because those pictures look incredible. And every time, you know, in Prime Snuka Splash still looks better than any other Splash to this day.
0: But yes, Mike, awesome as well.
3: Love to see him. Love to see him be a big prick. But that fall, we've all seen the gif. It's incredible. And also just like, oh my God, that looks so like it hurt. He wasn't ready for that. Who put the ring together?
0: Mikey Whipwreck. Oh,
3: yeah. Mikey Whipwreck <laughs> and Sal Boamo. He's like, but I'm wrestling tonight. <laughs> so whatever, Sal. Oh, Sal. Yeah. P- Pizzeria Uno. How
0: about, most, <laughs>
3: how
0: about most disappointing?
3: I guess that the other matches, like
0: the ones that we didn't just talk about, just seemed like... Uh, I mean, both the, the, public, s- the Public Enemy Bruise Brothers match and the... Sullivan-Tasmaniac-Original-Chic yeah. match. like those were just straight
3: brawls. Yes. Yeah, that's all they were. And they didn't really get anything over, where at least the two matches we just talked about got, you know, established two wildly, uh, like, you know, two guys as heels, even though Mike Awesome erased his heat, but and put over Tommy Dreamer as uh, an, a, a big old baby. I
0: mean, because I think legitimately the worst spot of the entire show is Taz sitting there with the Boston Crab on waiting Pat now. Tanaka for literally three minutes, just waiting on the original sheet to throw the fireball at yep.
3: him. Yeah, you can see him, like, even in the, like, you know, crummy VHS quality uh, of this show, you can see him, like, pull it out of his pocket and, like, open up the, like, the flash, the, the, paper. The flash paper and yeah.
2: everything. That match number one. Didn't need to happen at all. You you got two people in the ring there plus a manager. I don't care for any of them. I don't like Sal. I don't like Mister Hughes. I remember Jason. that Sal I moonsault.
1: <laughs> remember the Sal moon moonsault.
3: It happened. We all popped for yeah, it, and yeah. then we forgot it because uh, Sal Bolamo is dressed like he is going to a fucking toga party.
2: Yeah, throw condoms into the crowd or something, but get out of the ring. I mean, there's definitely <laughs> matches on this show that, like...
3: Yeah. They're just whatever. Yeah. But... We're... It's...
2: I don't need a filler match as the first match.
3: Yeah. This show is worth watching because of the three things we talked about, mostly the last match, but those other two things, the Mike Awesome and Tommy debut, Dreamer. healing it up, with, and Tommy Dreamer, and even Snuka just being shitty, even though he kind of dragged it out a little bit at the beginning when he was just... Dealing with the crowd for too long.
0: How about best performer? That's a tough one.
3: If sabu was selling his leg and they weren't botches, then
0: he's then he's in contention. I mean, there's three botches. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) I'm gonna say maybe one of them was some selling. I got to give it
2: to J.T. Smith just for that bend over backwards.
3: Oh, poor guy. He was bumping so hard for (laughs) awesome, and then awesome. I mean, like, granted. He didn't break the thing. It's just the ring was shitty. Yeah. But, like, like he sold for Mike Awesome so incredibly well. And then the back thing, I don't even know if, he's, if that was a sell. I think the man just may have, if, like, if dodged if being paralyzed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I got to give it to him just because he earned it on that I'm going to touch my ankle with my chin.
0: I hope he my, got an extra 50 bucks that night at the least. I'm giving it to Tommy because... Literally, just the sprinkling of the yeah of the baby face, like
3: yeah, I mean, it's
0: be, being mr. ECw it, it, it's there, yeah,
3: I would say like in reality for me, it's funk for the uh, promo and for basically making allowing ECW to like it's Terry it's Terry funk on ECW he didn't have to do ECW no. and like he's really putting over this company in a big way and he's Terry funk he retires a million times and probably goes on to have bad matches but it's a health related thing it's not because he's not it's not because he's not fucking terry funk
0: how about most surprising jt smith with the cradle the win over mike awesome yeah i well, was not ready for that the rope break the rope break was yeah <laughs> i mean those are probably the two. Those are, yeah
3: the rope break easily the most surprising because it's just like ooh the worst nightmare JT Smith getting broken and in half, half. Yeah, I, I guess surprising would just be the whole Mike Awesome whole match. match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree.
2: Because yeah, he also have I don't think we awesome were, getting like 15 feet in the air for his little
0: splash jump that he did. I don't off think we were mat. even expecting mm-hmm. Mike. I I wasn't expecting Mike Awesome to be. No, I didn't. No, you know, I was. EC, I, I knew he's in ECW, but I thought it was much later. Yeah,
3: I was uh, very very excited to see Awesome. Like awesome. I can't wait. See, part of me for one of my favorite to that
2: we are in 94 for some reason in my head when I start thinking back. I think it's because I'm on that cutoff thing for damn trivia where it's like 92 is stuck in my head. just kind of we're a little high on ECW yeah. right now. We're getting that, there. That an ECW show made me talk so much about it. Very enjoyable They've, it's They've been, there.
3: They've been getting better and this one's just like, okay, well, yeah. we're we're just inching ever closer. Like, we made you wait. Mhm. Here you go. Oh, the incredible slap when Terry Funk slaps him is beautiful sounding. He really slaps the shit out of him at the
0: end of the promo, like at the end of the show.
3: Making
2: their way to the ring.
0: It's trivia time.
2: What do we have this week?
0: This week, the category is What Happened When? What happened when? So I will give you a show. You give me the main event of that show. Okay. Five points for a correct answer. Three points if we go to multiple choice.
2: So you tell us the show and we say the main event? Mm -hmm. Yes. Buzz in.
0: Buzz in. Okay. Be ready on those buzzers. Oh my gosh. I'm so ready to lose. (laughs) I don't want to. The show is the Bunkhouse Stampede. Oh my god. Erased from my memory.
3: Matt hates it so much that I don't even remember it.
2: I listened to the show, but I never watched it. <laughs> that was uh, my time. I'm going to
3: um, go, eh, the bunkhouse stampede match. That is <laughs> hey. I was like, is he going to make me say the guys' names? There's probably eight of them. No,
0: I'm not going to okay. make you say the names. Well, I needed the points, so, it's, <laughs> so I think
3: that Shane is going to be fine. I was like, well, there could have been like a good cage match or something for like the title at the end, because uh, that was pretty typical at no, the time.
0: They did, they did the Flair versus Road Warrior Hawk before they did the Bunkhouse yeah. Stampede. Yeah,
3: and games. then I was like, well, yeah, exactly. if if, the if there was a good so if there show. was a good heavyweight match, I feel like uh, we Matt would have at least we would have at least talked about it enough that I would have remembered it. The
0: best match on that show was a Larry Zbysko match. Oh. that tells you how bad that Z- show Z- was. Wow. ZYB himself. Not a good show. <laughs> hey, good job. Shane, Shane listen to my recommendation and... Never watch it. Never watch it because we watched it for you.
3: Yeah. I seriously just don't remember it at all. I think that's how... It, it had the the an impact so strong on Matt that he never tires of shitting on it. Yeah. And I can't even comprehend what happened all i really remember is the promos leading up or like the commercials leading up to it where it's like a guy's drinking coffee around a campfire <laughs> which was better than the show because the concept of the match itself is very stupid it's like guys out there on the open road doing uh cattle trail stuff they all sleep in a bunkhouse and they get to drinking and they get tired of each other and sometimes they just gotta brawl it's like well, okay dusty
0: Yes, the trailer was much better than the actual show. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Cause at least it was funny and absurd. And they like put some effort into it, which you didn't get a whole lot of like package commercials type stuff. We didn't get we haven't been to mini movies yet, which say what you will about them. They are entertaining.
0: Next week Super Brawl four. Super Brawl. 4. All the way from Albany, Georgia.
3: Woo! I know. It's like Back not all the there's an Albany in Georgia. Probably an Albany in every state. Headed your way, GA. We excited for this one? Of course I am. You know how I love WCW in the, uh, this early '90s WCW shit. I'm all about it. It's got um, all my guys. All my um, guys.
2: I'm a scared because we just watched what should have probably been called Super Brawl, and now I I don't know what to expect from old WCW. I'm expecting. Do I know it? I'm expecting
3: a an Austin, a a Rhodes, a Nature Boy, a Vader. Like those are all things that I always need in my life. True. I'm I'm pumped. But it depends on how
2: much of the uh, Max Payne. Mm,
3: You're gonna get a Max Payne. All you can hope for is to be short. But you know he'll probably be teamed up with Cactus Jack, so that's a plus.
2: True.
0: Music from this week's show. We got us a new. Them song for oh. ECW. They have changed over to the White Zombies' Thunder Kiss 65. 60. Nice. Five 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 555, yeah. And Terry Funk has changed his music as well. He's now coming out to Desperado Thank by you. the Eagles. What a
3: funny, silly. That's like the.
2: I hate the fucking Eagles, man. man.
3: I wish he came out to like one of the Good Eagle, Eagle songs, which is just a Joe Walsh song in the city. In
1: the city,
3: Like course, you know he's a Texas boy, so it doesn't work. But I was like, so "At least it's a good Eagle song that has some energy." Desperado, very funny. Touche, Terry
0: Funk. If you like this episode or any of our other ones, please go out there and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcast app. Desperado,
3: <laughs> sorry, <laughs> just came to me.
0: If you have any questions, comments, concerns? We're always taking recipes as well. Cause it could always be an option. <laughs> you can always email those those at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at wrestlinghistox. That's wrestling H-I-S-T-O-X. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Is
3: that the ghost of Terry Funk? <laughs>
2: I was going for desperado. <laughs> <laughs> desperado. Uh, those was Yeah, a Funkin' ghost.
3: <laughs>
1: But you only want the ones that you can.